Last time we heard this gospel passage, Luke's version of the series of blessings called the Beatitudes, spoken in the Sermon on the Plain, I talked about Instagram. Maybe some of you were in the congregation three years ago today. Instagram is all about visual images. And I wanted to show them to you then on our big screen. But three years ago, our technology wasn't quite up to it. In this moment, however, as Omicron cases continue to decline and we wait to hit our benchmarks for returning to this worship space together, the technological part has become easy. So three years after that sermon, I finally get to do what I wanted to do then. Here is Good Shepherd's Instagram page. And you can see I've logged on to our account. And when we type in the hashtag blessed, we get 141 million images. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And you'll see here lots of Bible quotes and inspirational things, but I just want us to look at the people. Look at the pictures of people. Look at how happy they are. She is going to have a baby. He's about to go on a cruise. He just got a workout in his pool. Uh, she just turned two. Look at how happy everybody is and attractive and well-dressed. Oh, very stylish, having a good time out on the town. It's just amazing how well sculpted these people are. And, and they have very pretty children and great pets. Yeah. They all say that they are hashtag blessed. Huh. Wouldn't you rather be where some of them are now? on a beach or on a ski slope or eating delicious food or just hanging out with a whole bunch of family or friends and not worrying about masks. Blessed seems to be an Instagram speak, the most common descriptor for people who appear to have life all figured out, at least for the moment of that snapshot. And we don't just use it this way online. Tragedy narrowly misses us and we comment, God sure has blessed me. Or we inherit a windfall and say, well, that was a blessing. We gather our fully vaccinated and boosted family together for a big meal with all the trimmings and say, I sure am blessed. We live a stylish life spent with loyal friends and fun times in beautiful places and we Instagram it. Thank you, Jesus. Hashtag blessed. Well, Jesus put it best, didn't he? Blessed are the rich. Blessed are the well-fed. Blessed are the cheerful. Blessed are those everyone looks up to. Except he didn't actually say any of those things. As you just heard, Jesus says precisely the opposite. And did you notice, Jesus isn't exactly breaking new ground here. We also heard from the prophet Jeremiah, who asserts, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. 
Jeremiah uses the desert as a metaphor. Those who rely only on their own strength will be parched and dry, while those who rely on God's strength will be like a happily watered tree bearing fruit. And Psalm 1 also uses the image of a tree planted by a stream of water along with the same clear either or. Either you are relying on God and being blessed or you are relying on humans and being wicked. And as the first psalm, it's the starting place for all praise and lament. God is the source of our nourishment. And unless we trust in God, we wither. But neither Jeremiah nor the psalmist gets as explicit as Jesus does. They speak poetically as if they are begging for their words to be applied to a specific situation. Jesus is happy to do that theological work. He's preaching a sermon. And really, this is what every sermon does, right? You look at scripture, you look at tradition, take that collected wisdom of our ancestors, match it up with our own human reason and experience, and see where we wind up today. It's not difficult to do. If those who rely on God are blessed, then blessed are those who feel friendless and lonely. Blessed are those who don't know where their next meal will come from. Blessed are those who are still waiting in Mexico. Blessed are those suffering from a disease that no doctor can cure. Blessed are those who are assaulted because of their clothing or skin color. Blessed are those who live in anxiety that their country will be plunged into war. Blessed are those whose businesses fail because a new coronavirus took the world by storm. And what about those who are enjoying that dinner with all their relatives gathered around? Those who live in big houses and take luxurious vacations? Those who socked away money early on and now have lots of options? Those who are greatly admired in their communities for all the good work they have done? Woe to them, says Jesus. Woe to them. Hey, look, I don't make this stuff up. Jesus said it, and we claim to follow him. I'm just here to relay what the man says and to make application to where we are today. So I'm standing next to you and also giving Jesus the side eye. What gives, Jesus? Well, first, and this is important, I'm suspicious about the dualism of blessed and cursed. You're not just one or the other. I have fit into both of Jesus' categories, and maybe you have too. Black and white dualism is an important tool for theological reflection, not a permanent description of the way you are. Even when Jesus talks about the rich and camels through the eyes of needles, he assures us that all things are possible with God. Anyway, only you know which category fits you better today, and God help me, so do I. Second, I've come to believe that blessing has less to do with comfort and more to do with necessity. And I think this is exactly what Jesus is saying. All those blessed suffering people I listed above are those who have no choice, who cannot rely on themselves or even other people to fix their situation. Their hard work has not made their lives perfect. Everything has fallen apart anyway. 
And now they can only rely on God. Maybe you are one of them. You see the problem, right? If we insist that those who are happy and healthy and radiant are experiencing blessing, what does that say about those who are suffering? Clearly, we've gotten all mixed up about what it means to be blessed in the first place. All mature religion destroys the assumption that health and wealth are signs of divine favor. When we are poor, hungry, weeping, despised, in pain, when we can only trust in God, chances are we're not going to take pictures of our misery and Instagram it with the hashtag blessed. We could, and that would be a truly prophetic act, but I have yet to see anyone do it. To say that these people are blessed, to say that we are blessed when we are suffering, is not to say that these situations are okay. They aren't. And as Christians in the world, we are obligated to ease such burdens as much as we can. But Jesus still calls them blessed. Meanwhile, when we are rich, well-fed, laughing, admired, well, we'll probably fall into the trap of believing we built that all by ourselves. I know I do. It's not that God doesn't enjoy our happiness and health. I do believe that God laughs when we laugh and that God cries alongside us. But many of us will never get around to trusting in God until we have to. Well, we've all been going through hard times in the past two years, but everything about this is relative. The pandemic has enabled some of us to make or to save more money than we ever did before. Yet we might still be deeply anxious and depressed. The pandemic has impoverished many others of us, but we might be finding new forms of loving interdependence that sustain not only us, but also our neighbors. And it's this second group who are our hope. Those who are developing new practices of generosity and grace in the face of hardship. This is where I see the Holy Spirit these days. And we can all play a role. When we have nothing, a community of mutual support can help us rely on God. When we do have more money, more time, more energy than we need, directing it towards such open-hearted community will strengthen us for the hard times that will inevitably come our way. And it'll help keep us from unthinkingly victimizing others with our privilege. Jesus warns us that when we get too comfortable, it puts us in danger because it puts other people in danger from us. Comfort so easily invites us to make impoverished decisions. So when you suffer, when you feel alone or victimized or anxious, know that you are not abandoned. God will never abandon you. And I pray that people will not abandon you either. I pray that we in the church will be there for you in whatever way we can, even if the best we can do is to share your tears. And when something wonderful happens in your life, do thank God for it, because all good things come from God. And it is right to give our thanks and praise to God for all these joys. 
But if you post it on Instagram, try a hashtag other than blessed. Then look for the ones Jesus tells us are blessed. And bless them with your friendship, your advocacy, and your humility. Amen.